girls watching TV shows And some of it's good and some of it blows And when we finish the movies, yeah, we need a scotch And we turn to each other and say, um, what did we just watch? Solo episode, woo Hey guys, welcome back to um, what did we just watch? Um, it's just me today, just solo episode. Can you hear me? Knock knock. Who's there? Um, it's been a while since I have done a solo app, so I'm excited to chat about my show for today. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna get started. I'm a little distracted because you can see my lights and the blue light glasses that I have in. Um, so today I kind of wanted to talk about a show that's been really important to me and just had the season premiere today. And this show is none other than Big Brother. And if you know me, you know I'm a Big Brother um, super fan is probably the way, the best way to put it. Um, I've been watching Big Brother not for that long. I've been watching since grad school but it's made a really profound impact on my life and I really care about the show. Um, and it comes around every summer. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about what the show is and why I got into it in a second. But basically this is the premiere for this summer's Big Brother um, season. And this is a Christmas gift I got from my mom. It says Big Brother has a key, it says Emma. So it's a special show. My mom and I used to watch it together because I forced her to and I've actually forced a few other friends uh to watch it with me and indulge me in the, the insanity that becomes me when I watch a season of Big Brother um first let me start off explaining what the show is and then I'll dive in a little bit to why I like it so much and um then I'll talk about this season premiere and um I don't know. I feel like with a lot of people, I explain Big Brother and they're immediately turned off. So no pressure, but I hope you get a little bit of entertainment out of um, how the season is structured and all the interesting stuff. So basically, Big Brother is a reality TV show and it's similar to Survivor. It's produced by CBS. So it's like the same company that produces Survivor and Amazing Race. Um, the, pros the idea about Big Brother, basically the theme of the show is that they put a certain number of house guests, which are the players. So they put a certain number of players or house guests in one house and it's the same house every year. It's in LA, um, Studio City, CBS lot. And they put them in this house and they put cameras on them 24 seven and they give them this structured rules and they basically say you're competing for $500,000. Um, and so I'm gonna go through like the structure of how you might win and like what each week looks like. Um, but every season is a little bit different. Um, Big Brother's theme, like if you know Survivor, their little like motto is outplay, outwit, outlast. I think that's it. And um, Big Brother's is expect the unexpected. So each season they have like twists and different things that um, affect how the season is played, but it has like a really similar structure each week. So basically, um, they usually have like 16 people, 16 house guests go into the house. Um, they enter like four at a time. They're going to be living there without any contact for the outside world for um, 
like three months. So basically no books, no writing, no TV, no phone calls, no communication with anyone but the other people in the house. And of course, like the host talks to them and stuff like that. Um, and occasionally they'll have like a, an old player from Big Brother come and host. So these people get thrown into the house and each week they have a certain power structure. So they have three competitions in the week or three big events, I should say. The first thing they do at the beginning of the week is they have a competition to elect a head of our household or an HOH. So basically um, the competitions, there's a variety of competitions. It could be more physical, it could be more mental, it could be more endurance based, kind of like Survivor. And they have to complete these challenges and one person will win and they'll be crowned the head of household or the HOH. And so there's a lot of pros and cons that come with this position. The pro is that you are safe for the week. So you cannot be evicted from the house, which is like how they eliminate people. And you have the power to put up two other house guests or players to be evicted from the game. So as the HOH, you have a lot of power, okay? People will appeal to you because you have that power, you have that safety, you get a nice big room with cameras so you can monitor other people in the house, who's talking to who, okay? And um, like, it is kind of like building your resume. When you win a certain number of competitions, people respect you. They understand that you're gonna win competitions. So if you align with other people and you're like, hey, I'm gonna win this competition for us and I'll keep you safe, like you have that benefit and people know that you're being serious, you actually have the capability of winning things. So they elect the head of household, that person is safe for the week, okay? They, out of all the other house guests, get to pick two people to put up for eviction. And they call that putting it on the block. So if I won the power, I would have, I could put Emily and Kiana on the block and they would be the two people who would be up to be eliminated from the competition or eliminated from the Big Brother house evicted. There's a lot of slang that goes into Big Brother. So I apologize, I'm gonna try and do my best. Um, so uh, there, that was the first competition. Um, the two players on the block are obviously at a disadvantage because they could go home. But there's one more competition that prevents them from going home. It gives them a chance to like fight to stay. And that's called the veto competition. In the veto competition, the head of household, so the person who won all the power and is safe for the week, the two people who are going to be put up for eviction or eliminated from the competition, and three other people by random draw, so like they pull names out of the bag, play in a competition to win a veto. Basically, again, it could be a different kind of competition from skill, like, you know, endurance, uh, it could be physical, it could be mental, there's a variety of competitions, and um, the person who wins gets the power of veto. Basically, the power of veto can either save yourself or save someone who's on the chopping block or the person who's going to be evicted. So if Emily and Kiana are on the block and we all compete in this competition and Kiana wins the power of veto, she can veto my nomination and pull herself off the block and make her safe which makes me as like the head of the house, the person who's safe, have to name another person who I want to go home. So obviously this competition is good and bad for a lot of reasons. It's really good for the people who are about to be evicted and voted off because they have a chance to save themselves or to have an ally or convince someone who's not an ally to try and save them and take them off the block. And 
if I'm, it's bad for the head of household, because obviously you don't want to name a lot of people that you want to get rid of because you're going to create a lot of enemies. So after the power veto is played, the people who are left, the two people who are left on the block. So if people get taken off the block and are substituted, whoever is left, the last two people after the power veto ceremony are the people that get voted out at the end of the week. And the third event of the week is the live eviction. So the live eviction is where every single person except for the head of household gets to vote for who they want out of the two people picked to leave the competition, leave the game or be evicted. Um, and that's the basic structure. And so basically the two people who are on the block are wanting to convince everyone in the house to keep them there, to work and make alliances with people who think that they're a priority, kind of like getting voted off in Survivor where they get thrown off the island and people are able to discuss and deliberate. It's not really done in open, like at a tribal council, it's done behind closed doors. You're working on your social relationships to get people to keep you there. And um, that's the structure of the game. And so it keeps going down and down and down until they have three people left. They do these competitions and um, whoever wins the most competitions can go to the final two. They take someone out of that those two other people with them who are in the last three that are left. And then the jury, so there's a certain number of people in the jury, I think it's eight people or it might be nine because it's changed over the years so I'm not sure they get to vote for who wins so it's really important and kind of again like Survivor it did come after Survivor so it's heavily based on Survivor um you know it's really important to like be nice to the people that you're getting rid of as you move further in the game and to be friendly because they're gonna eventually vote for who gets the money um so yeah that's the basic structure of Big Brother and it's really fun. Um, I feel like unlike Survivor, there's just a lot more content. Um, you can go on the CBS website and you can watch literally 24-7. There are people who do that. I listen to a lot of podcast people who watch 24-7. That is their job. They are paid by their podcasting company or whatever to watch 24-7 and give you updates on what's happening in the house. Um, so you kind of like get a real picture of who these people are who they're talking to, how they're connecting, how they're playing the game. And, and like survivors, a lot of like physical skill, you know, you're winning immunity idols. There's a lot of teamwork involved because you're on tribes. Whereas Big Brother is a lot of social work. You really have to be obviously being a physical and mental competitor is like to your advantage, but it's like really a social game because if people don't like you, you're not going to stay. And that's just the end of it. So yeah, that is basically what it is. Um, I actually got into this. I, I mentioned I started during grad school and I don't even, oh, I actually do know why. Um, my friend Kevin Kay um, wanted to watch an episode with me of season 20 and we're on season 23 now. And I watched an episode and I had no clue because it was like kind of not mid-season. It was like near the beginning, but like I had missed enough where I didn't know any of the people playing and I was absolutely hooked. I wanted to know more about, like I watched a really dramatic episode and that season's really good. Um, 10 out of 10 recommend. I just recommended my friend Kristen watch 20 to start because it like is the one that hooked me. And it's kind of like when I watch Survivor, Millennials versus Gen X is like a very dramatic and exciting season to like rope you into the show and show you how all the cool things work. So if you are wanting to dive in, I totally recommend that season. Um, and I watched that one episode with him and I was just hooked. 
Um, I wanted to know more and I watched the rest of the season. I went back and watched the old episodes. I caught up. I was obsessed. I watched the live feeds and I just couldn't get enough. It was really cool. Um, it's really special to me. It's so fun to like watch how people think and work. And it's kind of like a, what would you do? Like John Kenyona's show where they like show, like there are all these like different decisions that you can make different social decisions and also strategic decisions that they make in the game. And it's so fun to watch it unfold because everyone is so different. They cast so many interesting characters. It's so exciting to see like how the competition shaped things, who aligns with who, who's backstabbing who, like, you know, who, like, you know, blindsiding, making people like get surprised. It's so fun. And that's kind of why I got really into it. So that year of grad school, I binged, oh my gosh, almost all the seasons. And I've been a loyal fan ever since. Um, I've drawn in my friends, unfortunately, to watch with me. And they've been subject to um, my horrible, um, obsessive, like my obsessive tendencies um, in watching this show. Um, I get really fixated on it. And it's just kind of fun. Like, it's like not, it's like weird in a way because it's like very voyeuristic. Like I can watch these people 24 hours a day I know what they like to eat what they don't like to eat it's like kind of a, like a weird thing to like get to know people that way but it's also really cool like it's a really cool human experience to like watch people bond even though you're not there um and there are a lot of times where they have live feeds where like you know there's not always drama or gossip or like you know gaming or scheming going on there's just like people talking to each other and like being normal and getting to know each other and talking about what they like their backstories their passions their careers and it's just like sometimes I'll be doing work and like I'll put on the live feeds and just like listen to people be people for a little bit and get to know people um it's kind of like the longest podcast ever where you know it's like there's always something fun they'll play games like people will fall in love like it's really cool like it's really cool to watch that and just it's like engaging with the human experience but like on one level I know it's like a little weird on another level like I really appreciate it and think it's cool so yeah so that's Big Brother this was season 23 so um last season was Big Brother All-Stars where they bought back a bunch of characters from old seasons who were all-stars it's kind of a flop um Big Brother has had this like thing in recent seasons where like muscular like white cis frat boy like straight frat boys will win and the fans don't like it because like big brother is cool because it's like anyone can win if you go like and i think this is similar for survivor 2 or other like shows where like you're not gonna like look at the jacked player you know the white man and be like oh he's gonna win because like he's strong or like good in competitions like it could literally be anyone and you never know who it's gonna be and it feels like a lot more equal based on skill because it's really a mental and social game and not as much as like a physical game um but in the past few years it really has like they've increased the physical challenges and so it has been at the advantage of like these like very strong muscular looking like straight white men and it's kind of unfortunate but this season is off to a really good start. Um, there's a few things with like that stereotype, but there's also just a lot of diversity concerns. And in the past few years, and in all the years, I mean, when you're being watched 24 seven, like people say crazy shit, like, and it obviously doesn't make on the show, like, cause the show is taking a week's worth 
or like a few days worth of like 24 hour footage every single day and cutting it down to an hour. Like they're not going to include everything. And that's why I like to watch the feeds or listen to podcasts to see like who these people are, because they'll edit it in a way where you might want to root for someone. And then you find out on the feeds that they said something really racist or sexist or homophobic. And you're like, oh shit, I'm not going to root for you, even though they're editing it to make me want to root for you because like, I know who you really are as a person. Um, so in the past few years, there have been a lot of diversity concerns where like groups of like almost like popular like high school clicky people um, will band together and they will like take over like they'll eliminate all the people of color, all like anyone who doesn't look like them or doesn't fit their stereotype and it's just not fun to watch like it's not fun like I feel like every time you watch a show like this if you love and appreciate the underdogs because they're good people like I'm always rooting for the underdog in this show these shows and it's hard to like watch when it's just like one huge alliance of like the cool kids who just pick off people um and it's really like it's inherently racist and i'm not saying that these people themselves are racist but they like exist and even in like the weird game show reality show world like they are benefiting from the privilege of being white and being straight and being like attractive and um so like you know a lot of these people are really nice a lot of them are not. A lot of them are not good people at the core, and the feeds have shown that. Um, so recently, this year, they actually had the first new casting director for the first time in, oh my gosh, since BB2, and it's BB23. So that's what, like 21 years of the same casting director, and so it's a brand new casting director. Um, CBS vowed to like meet a quota, which is like shitty that they have to meet a quota, but it has changed the cast right now. So they met a quota of like over 50% are going to be of like a diverse cast, like sexuality, race, gender. Um, and this cast kind of like brings up to the table after a few sleepy seasons, I feel like I can actually be really excited about this cast. Um, and I'm not going to go through all the people and all the players because that would be a lot of work, but I'll put links below if you want to take a look at that. Um, there's a lot of people of color, there's a lot of queer people, there's a lot of people who are like mixed race, which I think is awesome. And it just seems like a really cool, really exciting group of people. So on this episode, they enter the house. Um, they always like show little intros and basically in the introductions um, and something fun about Big Brother is that like you will be like in final rounds for Big Brother to go and they won't let you know till like two hours before. So you get two hours, they film an intro where they like talk about who you are, where you come from. And they very much cast with like a stereotype, like the smart person, like the jock, like the silly one, the nerd, you know? And um, they'll like make a little video about like who you are, what your job is, what your strategy is. And they'll have like a fun, like little thing where they like find their key to like get in the house. And um, I actually heard in a podcast today that like, they're like, they look really staged and really corny. So it's like fun to watch because you get to like learn more about these people and like who you might want to root for. But it's also silly because it's like, oh my gosh, a key in my shoe. I guess I'm going on Big Brother. And it just looks very like over dramatic for no reason. But this was like, I actually learned today that they just are like, oh, we're filming stuff for final people, like final um, applicants. So they don't say that they're on the season yet. 
and then they find their key and they find out they're on the season. They have two hours to pack. They don't show that, obviously, but basically they, um, in this first episode, showed us all the intros where people are finding their keys, telling us about themselves, how they're excited for Big Brother, they're excited to go to the house, um, and there were a few standouts that I was really excited about. Um, there's this girl named Aza, and I'll put her picture here, and she is super cool. She is, um, I forget what her job is, actually, let me look it up, but she seems, like, really, like, down to earth and, like, ready to take on and, like, have a lot of female empowerment, and I'm all for that, and she seems really grounded, and I'm excited for her um, entry, so let me look, actually. what her profession is, is what I wanted to say. Sorry, guys. Um, and then there are like, you know, jocks and frat people and XYZ, they always have them. I'm really interested too, because there's actually two queer people. I mentioned that they're queer people. There's two queer people on the season and I'm really excited to see who is who. Okay, here we go. So, Aza is from Baltimore, actually, so she's really close, and um, she it does not say her profession. I need to go to the website. Um, I'm also really excited about this girl named Tiffany, who's a phlebotomist, a CEO of her own company. She's a mother, and like a like, she had this awesome intro where she's like a doctor, like badass, and I'm really excited to see her play. Um, another person that I was really excited about, oh, and Tiffany is from Detroit, Michigan. Which is super cool. Another person that I'm really excited about is this person named Derek F. And he's from Philly. And his intro was all about like, and he actually is the son, I think, of Smokey Joe, which is like a boxer, wrestler. I'm probably wrong. Don't quote me on that. Um, and he's from Philly. So I'm really excited. He had a really cool like intro where he was like rockying up the steps and it was really funny. Um, and then the other person I'm excited for is Claire and Claire was actually a last minute addition to the cast because she um the person who was supposed to play in like the spot she took the alternate spot for actually got diagnosed with COVID-19 so they're not allowed in the house they got swapped out and this new person named Claire is coming into the house and she is like um an artificial intelligence and she actually started like Survivor Michigan and like has done like one of the largest like self-organized like games of survivor so they have like videos of her playing survivor and she seems like she's gonna be really cool she's like bisexual so we love to see it um and she seems really determined to like take down alpha males and kind of just like spread some love and empowerment and i'm super excited to see her and she's from ohio so very excited so they kind of showed us each four groups at a time and like four people came in they lived to their little silly intros and then they go to the backyard in the big brother house it's like a quarantined house almost um on this studio lot and they're not allowed to leave but they have a little backyard which isn't actually a backyard there's like fake grass and like a pool and stuff so like they're in the sun they are outside but they're not like actually in the outside world because they obviously can't leave and in the backyard they're like in that group of four there's like a little puzzle for them to solve and so basically this year instead of just having everyone kind of compete for themselves they're breaking them up into teams so this is very survivor e like tribe -y. 
Um, so they have to like, they have a puzzle, a pick a poster of what the puzzle should look like when it's done. And then they have all these pieces, they're out of order. So they have to like move them. They're like transparent. So there's like layers. So they have to move and shuffle the layers to get the right photo. Whoever gets that photo first wins and they're at an advantage. And they don't know this yet because they don't know about the teams or anything. So they're just trying to win. And this is a really interesting part of the game because people are not going to try and win because if you win a lot of competitions, other people might want to take you out and you don't want to win the first one because like someone might be like, hey, I'm going to put you up for eviction because you are really strong and I need to get strong players out. So people, a lot of people threw the competition, which means they didn't actually try, um, but each of them had one of the winners and um, none of my picks one except for Claire which is exciting um I'm like undecided if I were to play I'm not sure if I would actually try in the first competition and like show people that I'm a competitor or if I'd hold back I feel like I probably would hold back because I don't want to be a target um but in the past years like it's a benefit to have power because people respect you so you know it's a toss-up so these four people won the little puzzle making competition each group of four competed and there was one winner from the four and they kind of went up and they had their own little spots and they had to pick teams. So that's the teams they're gonna be playing for for the next month. So it's a long time. And so how Big Brother did this was, there was like the theme is, oh, I forgot to mention this. Each year Big Brother has a theme. Another difference between Big Brother and Survivor is that like Big Brother's a lot more campy and stupid. They have like a theme. They have stupid costumes that they make the players wear for competitions. They have like punishments where they make players wear costumes or like tire themselves out or eat gross food or like, like it's very campy. Like it's meant to be like stupid, but also serious. And that's also kind of why I like it because Survivor is all intensity all the time. And this is like, I can watch someone like have to recite Shakespeare whenever the big brother voice tells them to in a silly costume because that was their punishment. Like it's fun. Um, so the theme this year is like slots, casinos, like summer. So they had a slot machine, the four team like winners were, or the four like people who won from each group were standing there, the slot machine shuffles and then they randomly show two players faces. They hear a little blurb about them and they have to pick which player they want on their team. So they go around, they pick players. The teams are like pretty interestingly divided. A lot of, there's like two teams that are very like popular frat boy, like strong attractive people and then there's two teams that are like kind of a mixed bag of both where it's like really smart and like also like physically like inclined so that's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out um i think that might cause a little tension i'm kind of excited to see what happens because like the um you know if you get picked last like that doesn't feel good and you can burn a lot of bridges so again like there's a lot of social things like every choice matters so I'm curious to see how the team captains do later when they might have to like call to someone whom they might have picked last or overlooked to pick a different player in the little slot machine um so that'll be really interesting so they're divided in their four teams now they've gone through all the slots you know they just kept picking until there wasn't anyone left and so they're in these four teams and then they're competing for the HOH, if you remember, is the head of household, which means that they're competing to be safe for the week. But the twist is there's the team leader, the person who won that very first competition with the puzzle will be the HOH, but their whole team will be safe. So even if 
since like the other people who got picked to be on the team aren't actually like the leader of the team, they're not going to be the ones who get to put someone on the block, but they will be safe. So in this next like HOH competition, it was up to the teams to do a challenge together to um, win their safety. Um, so in this competition, they had like a little poker chip thing that was like a circle and then it had like strings coming out of it. So each player held a string in the middle, like a hammocky kind of thing, except it was single strings to like a poker chip in the middle. And so the four, the three other teammates held those strings while the team leader had to build a house of cards. And they were like bigger, not actual cards so that they could actually do it. And that balanced on the, the strings. So basically like the team members have to keep their bodies still or like move and fluctuate with the right pressure and not move too much. And then the team leader builds the house of cards. And when they finish building the house of cards, it's balanced, they have to run and hit the buzzer. And if they hit the buzzer, which is like farther away, it's not right next to like the, you know, like where they're doing the activity. Um, once they hit the buzzer, they are, they win and they're safe. So the teams are doing this. It's really hard because like some teams, like people are taller or shorter, or like they're lower or higher. So like, it's not balanced. Like there was a couple of times where a team had built their house of cards that was balanced on their little like poker chip. And then the person ran over to the buzzer and then it had fallen by the time and it has to be up when the buzzers hit. So there was a lot of like fluctuation of who was in the lead. But at the end, um, um, this person named Frenchie, who's a farmer, uh, he won, so good for him. And he and his whole team are safe. And my picks, Aza and Derek. Um, so Aza is from Baltimore, Derek's from Philly. They are on the team. So I was partial to that win. I was really excited. And Claire's team, and I just talked about how much I love Claire. She's in second place. So I was like, I'm living the dream. This is great. We have a diverse cast. We have like not all frat bros buff like straight white men I'm so excited to see it the straight white men didn't win like it was really exciting for me um so they win safety and Frenchie who's like the team leader of that team was the head of household but as I said at the beginning big brother's theme is expect the unexpected um so basically the host comes back on and she's like okay well you know you gotta take a risk. So she basically tells the team leader that he can double down. And then there's another activity where he, Frenchie is standing here and then a little, like a far, far enough away where it's like out of arm's reach, I would say at least five or so feet away. There's another platform and he has two like huge foam dices. Dices? Dice. Two huge foam dice, not dices. I'm a teacher. I should know that. Um, so he can either keep he, him and his whole team safe for that one week, guaranteed safety, or he can risk it and try in 45 seconds to land both dice face down on the platform five feet from him or so and be safe for two weeks. But if he fails, then he loses safety altogether. So they can either take that risk, potentially be safe for two weeks or completely fail. They don't have any safety or they can say, no, I'm not going to do the challenge and have guaranteed safety for the week. So after the commercial break, they come back. Um, he has guaranteed that he and the team decide, no, we're not going to mess with that risk. We want to be safe. So they choose to not do the competition and to keep not to double or nothing to keep the guaranteed safety um, for the week, which again, I'm happy about. 
And then at the end, the host was like, well, why don't you try for fun and see if you could have done it and like actually won. And he was able to do it within the last few seconds. But I think that and people were like, oh, it's stupid. That he, like he could have done it. He should have chosen it. But I think it was a good choice because rather play it safe. And I feel like the pressure was so much lower when she was like, oh, just do it for fun versus like, no, really like do this. And a lot is riding on it. Like, I feel like he would have performed differently if she hadn't just like offered him to just do the challenge for fun. So some people were ragging on him, but I think he made a good choice. And that was the end of the premiere. So we have a new head of household, which is like the person who has the most power. Um, he and his little team are going to be safe. He gets to pick two people to put up for eviction. Um, I'm not sure if they'll do it by team. They said there's going to be like a wild card competition where people can play. But overall, I'm really excited for what this season of Big Brother is going to bring. Um, I rate this a 10 out of 10. I'm so biased. But I think this is just the coolest show. You get to like see people play like a social game in a way that like there's no other environment like this. Um, like there, it just, it's just like, it's, it's, it's very culty if I'm going to be honest, like, you know, like the bachelor has a formula every season. You get to know people, you get to root for people, you get to like people. I think with big brother, it's different. Cause like they have repeating competitions every year. So you're like excited for a competition every year. They have like repeating, like, um, you know, like costumes they have, like you know they have just like so many things that you can get excited about you get to meet 16 people and like learn about them where they come from what they do like who they are as people if they're good people or bad people like and like rarely with reality tv are you like able to connect with people in like this unedited way like you are with big brother because you can like literally watch people live there's no way to edit that like there's no way to edit a camera on you 24 7 and you get to like if you like a celebrity like i feel like also like nowadays with like cancel culture when it's like you don't like you love a celebrity you know them but you don't really know them like you'll never know them and I'm not saying by like watching the show I'll ever know like the depth of what human being but you certainly know them like a lot more than you would on like a random tv show that's edited and like you don't see their whole personality or like what they say or what they don't say or like you know who they are as a person how they interact with other people like things they care about like it is just the coolest thing and I think on the other side, like, it's really cool to know people and to, like, have a genuine experience. It's also really cool to, like, watch people manipulate each other, see how people lie, see how people react under pressure. Like, you are on 24-7. People are watching you 24-7. There is a paranoia level. And maybe it's a little bit fucked up that I like watching that. But I feel like that's, like, a common thing for these kind of game shows. So I don't feel too bad about it. But I just think it's, like, one of the coolest things ever and it's just like you get so much content there's three episodes a week there are podcasts about it like if you're looking for a summer of fun to like talk with a friend and get really into a reality tv show and I know like I've tried to like have some of my friends watch it and they're like they prefer like bachelor love island because there's like that <coughs> that romantic aspect and it's not like competition and there's like showmances and stuff on Big Brother but it's not the same for sure so if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. But if you like competition shows and you haven't seen this one before, I recommend it. I think you'd really like it. Um, and it's been really special to me just because like it's something that I like. It's something that I care about. I think it's a really cool show. And I think that even though it's silly, like I'll often like, <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to drink some water. I'll often tell my friends to watch it <coughs> and then they turn it on and someone's just like as a fucking carrot or like 
you know, someone's like, again, eating ham or some stupid shit like that. But like, it's fun and silly, but it's also really serious. <laughs> it's also really dramatic. And um, I think it's really interesting. So that's my take on it. <laughs> I'm thirsty. I'm so sorry you had to hear that. Hydrate or dehydrate, friends. And that's it. Um, we're going to be back to our normal um, viewing next week. So no worries if you are sick of me talking or you don't want to hear about Big Brother. No offense taken here. Um, Emily and Kiana will be back next week. And we will have another episode for you. And I'm really excited. It's a really good one. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Um, so subscribe to our Instagram and YouTube channel. If you watch Big Brother, comment below or Instagram DM or whatever. And I'd love to talk to you about it because I have a lot to say. And um, this was, um, what did we just watch? Bye guys. <laughs>